The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, pro sports have started back up, and many athletes, young and old, are getting back to their regular training and exercise. We've got a former pro baseball player on to discuss how you can eat right and train to make sure you are competing at any level. And later, we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, former professional baseball player Jordan Tripp spent 16 years learning and developing his mental and physical skills before becoming one of the top players in the world. He was drafted seventh by the Oakland A's in 2010 and began training amateur and pro athletes in 2013. After his pro career ended, he began a new career developing and executing customized training programs designed to improve his clients' weaknesses and build upon their strengths. He trains young baseball players on the skills of the game, but is also a personal trainer for executives, amateur athletes, and those a bit older. He's developed exercise and diet programs tailored to the needs of each of his clients from elementary school age to the elderly. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Podcast. Jordan, how are you? Hello, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you. Why don't you fill our audience a little bit in on your mission and your work before we get to today's topic? Yeah, so my mission is just to help my clients achieve their goals, whatever they may be. Um, You know, as you mentioned, I work with a wide variety of clients, um, both in um, age or skill levels or, um, you know, some play sports or some are just trying to to get healthier, right? So my goal is just to help them achieve that, right? I want want them to, um, you know, be be a better baseball player get to professional ball, or if their goal is to, you know, lose some weight or um, get stronger, I want to help them achieve that. Well, it obviously worked for you. So it's great that now you're sharing your talents. Exactly. Uh, So today we're talking about exercising and an active lifestyle diet for each stage of life and why it's so important. So did being an athlete for you as a kid help to nurture your passion and your the diet info for fitness? Yeah, I think so. You know, growing up, I was always, um, super into sports. I was always playing. And, you know, for me, it was, it was once I got older, I, I began to realize how much diet and fitness and training played in becoming a better baseball player. And, And once I realized that I had that opportunity to get to the next level, I started really focusing on that even more. That's great. Uh, it's so competitive, obviously, you know. Oh, especially in this area in Southern California. I mean, one of the best areas, you know, in the world to uh, to get to the next level. And things have changed a little bit. So that's what I also want to talk to you about uh, yeah. in this day and age as to when you were, when you were uh, peaking. So what should young athletes eat the day before an athletic competition? Well, you know, that can vary a lot depending on um, the athlete, the type of sport, um, but generally, you want to have a, a good combination of carbs, fats, and protein. So, you know, carbs, it's going to increase your glycogen stores, um, which is your muscle's main source of energy for short and high-intensity exercise. So that can be like a combination of oatmeal, fruit, toast, potatoes, um, stuff like that. So you know, for breakfast, I would always eat like a bowl of oatmeal, and I'd put like almond milk, some scoops of almond butter, some bananas, some blackberries, and maybe even throw in a scoop of whey protein. So for me, that was like a great kind of like starter for um, pre-workout or, or pre-game. 
That's really good. And thank you for sharing what exactly you ate, too, because um, not everybody really, you know, that sounds good, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what I get a lot, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, people reaching out to me on social media uh, or texting me, and they're like, I just don't know. I don't know what to eat. I don't know how much to eat. And, and you know, again, that varies so much for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but generally, that's a great starter. It's super easy. You can even find it on the go. I mean, I like to go to this place uh, right up the street from me, Mother's Market. They have... Um, this little cup of uh, overnight oats called like mush. Mm-hmm. And I just go in there, swoop it up on the go, and I'm heading out to, to my work day. Um, and just a quick question. How about no sugar in there? It's mostly it's carbs, as you po- pointed out. Right. So I, I like to get my sugars from fruit, okay. so like bananas, blackberries, blueberries, strawberries. Um, whenever I am advising any of my clients on, on what to, to eat or not to eat, I have them avoid processed sugar at like all costs. That is a a big no, no for me. Um, you know, alcohol too, minimizing that intake, but, uh, you know, we live in beautiful Southern California and there's so many places to have fun here. Right. Exactly. So trying to stay in the focus zone, especially on the day before an athletic competition. How about the day of the competition? The day of, so what I liked to do is I liked to play almost on like an empty stomach. Maybe not so empty, but I just didn't want to feel full, right? I didn't want to feel sluggish. I was playing center field. I was still in bases. So I wanted to feel light. So I would always eat two hours before a game, sometimes maybe even two and a half. And then I'd pack like a little protein bar um, um, to have in the middle or the end of my game. But my diet would, would be very similar to what I ate even the day before a game or just throughout that week. It'd be very similar, but I would just make sure that I felt super light when I played. But again, that, that varies. You know, some other players, I, I know guys that I played with that like to play on like a full stomach and they ate like an hour before a game. I know guys that would work out super early in the morning and they wouldn't even eat anything before. So it kind of varies. It kind of varies on what you, but I understand. I would think, man, you're full, then you can't run as fast. And But everybody right. is different. And right. um, But if you're... And you guys have so many games, so it's like really that back. you adopt yeah. that into your lifestyle as For far sure. as your eating habits, right? Right, yeah. I mean, having a routine is is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe a first baseman that's not running as much as, <laughs> as myself, like a center fielder, you know, right. maybe he wanted to, to eat a little bit more and, and eat closer to the game. But for me, I like to be light. You know, I had to run down fly balls all over the place and was expected to steal bags mm-hmm. and go first to third, go first to home. So Yeah, so you can kind of individualize it to each uh, position on there. Right. Um, what about eating between games? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I would always have like a light snack in, in, between, in between games. Um, maybe, so when I was younger, I remember my parents would always go on runs to like, Hey, I'm going to go to Subway real quick. Like, what do you want? I'm, and I'd always be like, Oh, a little six inch sub, just something light and quick. Mm-hmm. That was when I was young. I wouldn't eat that today. Um, but yeah, you know, kind of same thing. Um, protein bar, protein shake, something like that. I remember always having a, uh, a, a bag or a bottle of, of protein powder in my locker to kind of have as like, you know, just to get some extra calories and some protein in my body. Yeah. And protein turns into energy, mm-hmm. right? So that's right. Uh, okay, so we talked about the day before and the day of and then between. How how old were you when you began to weight train? <clears throat> well, I started weight training in high school. Um, you know, when I think back on it, 
it, it wasn't anything in comparison to what weight training in high school is today. I mean, I mm. see kids today just throwing weight around like it's nobody's business. But for me, you know, I didn't really have a like extremely uh, focused plan or weight training program. I wasn't doing like the deadlifting or the front squats or stuff like that, that, that I started doing in college, which, you know, that made a big difference for me and helped me really get to the next level. Um, so, you know, once I got to Cal State Fullerton and I started doing those big heavy lifts, that's when I noticed a big increase in my speed, my strength and, and my overall production as a baseball player. Um, do you attribute because as you mentioned now it's different in high school and most a lot of high schools have athletic trainers so they're probably doing what you were doing in college now preparing for that but was that a big shock to your system even though you saw the results were you like oh my gosh this is this is what having an athletic trainer and then going next level yeah absolutely and you know I, I had an older brother who had um he played at Cal State Fullerton as well and he knew some of the guys um that were still there when I went to Cal State Fullerton. So I remember right away, he goes, hey, if you're going to Fullerton. I want you to work out with this guy, this guy, and this guy. You know, they know what they're doing. They're going to push you. They're stronger than you. I want you to lift with them. That's so great. I think that was, that really helped me as well. You know, because I, it's not that I was behind when I went to college, but I was definitely a late bloomer. I didn't start playing center field until my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't start like working out until the summer before my senior year of high school. But, you know, as I mentioned, it wasn't anything, you know, complex or, or as advanced as, as high school workouts are today. So we're going to talk about this in a little bit about, um, I mean, obviously you're in college, you have an athletic trainer, but you also had your brother as a mentor. Oh my gosh, that's Huge. great. Not everybody has that, but there are people like you out there that can offer that. So we'll talk about that, how Absolutely. you can mentor others and, and help them along. Um, so when is the right time for young athletes to begin to hit the weight room? Well, you know, I think that can vary based on the athlete and and their strengths and weaknesses. Um, They should always be training in some capacity at at any age, right? So maybe a 10-year-old, maybe he's doing speed, agility, footwork drills, stuff like that. You know, maybe a 13-year-old who's a little bit stronger, he can start doing a little bit more of a weight training program or adding in some band, some band work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, doing some kind of front squat with a barbell or something that's a little more advanced or complex. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I think, you know, as soon as you can, as soon as you're able to start doing something, right. Start doing some sprints, uphill sprints. I remember I used to do that as a kid. Hmm. I would always run, I'd run about a half mile to like this little storm drain. And I used to do sprints up this storm drain Wow. And I'd run back a half mile and I'd always like time myself. And that was when I was maybe, I don't know, 11 or 12. Hmm. Um, and then, and then that's, you know, shortly thereafter is when I started a little bit of, a little bit of weight training. But the bands too, I think it's like the precursor to the heavier weights right. and everything. Right. And there's so you know, there's so many different uh, modifications to movements or exercises that you can supplement, you know, instead of doing a, you know, front squat with a barbell which is a more advanced movement, you can hold a dumbbell at your chest or you can hold, you know, a band and attach it, you know, to your feet at the bottom or something like that to increase some resistance to make it a little more difficult than just doing a traditional, you know, front squat with nothing on you. Right, right. Um, so, it, again, we're talking about working out today versus working out then. Are they uh, are the workouts today, are they specialized for each sport? 
I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't think, I, I think there's some similarities mm-hmm. between training, you know, like I know, I know a lot of football players and, and basketball players who are still doing, you know, front squats and back squats and, and things of that nature that baseball players are also doing as well. Um, but I think, you know, maybe for base, for basketball players, they're doing more explosive jumping exercises because they want to be able to get off the ground right. or they're doing more, um, agility movements or something like that because, or, or more cutting because that's more involved in their sport, certain things like that. Whereas to baseball, you know, you're generally running in like a straight line and it's zero to 100, you know, versus basketball it could be more cutting side to side, same with football. Yeah, I know. I, uh, my son played football in college and I just watching, you know, those workouts and the side to side and, and everything. But, uh, so is there a danger in starting a weight training regimen too early for young athletes? I think anytime you really start a training program, there's always, you know, a little danger or, or risk that you could potentially get injured. Um, you know, but I think, I think, again, that goes back to kind of what I do where everything is customized and specific. I'm not going to put, um, you know, someone in position or put, put an exercise in their program that I think is going to put them in a dangerous position. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a modification to that lift instead of risking injury. And I, and it's good again, you've been there and you, you know, you Absolutely. know, you know, it works I've for been, you. Yeah. I've been hurt. I've, I've gotten injured before. I've tried to push weight too much, or I've tried to do um, a certain movement before maybe I, you know, was ready to, and, and I've been injured. So I'm all about injury prevention, longevity, um, proper form and technique, um, you know, activating the correct muscle groups that we're focusing on for that specific lift, stuff like that. So it sounds like you started young on your workout, uh, but you said you were a senior when you officially started playing in center field in baseball. Correct. Yeah. And then right before that, right before my seniors, when I really started kind of working out in the gym. So if kids are starting really young these days, is how do you manage burnout? How do you help motivate yourself and then others? Yeah, well, you know, I'm big on kids playing other sports, you know, or playing multiple positions. I I played my freshman year of high school. I was a pitcher. I was one of the starting pitchers. And then I was a catcher and a right fielder. So it kind of took me some time to figure out what I was best at Mm -hmm. um, before I really went all in on center field. And I encourage that with all my athletes. Like, hey, try football. Hey, try this position. Try that. You You never know. You might excel at this or you might excel at that maybe you're not good at it now but maybe you need more time to to practice and develop that's really great advice um and and again also the positions I know my daughter plays soccer and and she has a completely different position in college than she did in high school. Oh, really? She what did, never thought. What did she? What she, did she start at? Then? She's a mid defender, uh-huh. um, but uh, but they had her forward for a little bit, and so I mean, but also going back to what you said about running. I think for everybody, you know, that's like a universal for sure and run, you know, with agility and everything. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I did, I did uphill sprints for a long time. Um, and, and I, I loved just like the results I got from that and how much easier it just felt running on flat ground and, and, you know, the benefits of that. That is daunting. And I think I heard you say uphill sprint (laughs) a few times. I'm Uh, like, oh man, that's oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one day. Well, as you moved into your late teens and early 20s, did your workouts and your diets change as you grew older? Absolutely. Um, you know, when I was younger in, in high school or even college, I had no focus on diet. 
really. You know, I, I just kind of went with what my parents were telling me. I mean, I kind of had an idea, you know, shouldn't be eating candy or shouldn't <laughs> be eating this or that. But I, you know, back then I ate, you know, processed bread or anything you wanted, you know, but yeah, pretty much anything I wanted, right? right? Yeah. I was young and I was growing and I was hungry and I was lifting. So back then I just, I didn't really focus on it. Um, with my training as well, it was, you know, I, I didn't really lift a ton until I got into college. Um, you know, and then going into the later years of college and professional baseball, my biggest change was when I had surgery or my two surgeries. Sorry. Um, I had hip and shoulder surgery, um, one week apart. Oh my gosh. In 2012. Yeah. 2012. And, um, I remember before my surgery, I was, I was in the clubhouse and I saw a, a local player that was from my area, who's also with the Oakland A's. I saw him after his surgery, and he just, like, he was huge. Mm. He blew up, mm. right? Just no diet, no nothing, right? And and I remember seeing him, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I I am not going to let that happen to me. Like, I, I would rather work um, from being, you know, too skinny, losing too much weight from not being able to work out um, or do anything because of my surgeries and then build up versus, you know, getting – Blowing up fat and, and overweight, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Let's call it, let's call it what it is getting right. fat and overweight. Yeah. Um, so that was really the biggest kind of change for me was I saw him and I was just like, you know, I have this once in a lifetime opportunity, um, to be a professional athlete and, and I'm not going to blow it by having a crappy diet. Right. Um, so that's when I really flipped the switch. And, you know, unfortunately, since I had those two surgeries back to back and I wasn't able to do anything for, gosh, nine months, but, oh re- gosh. but rehab, okay. um, I went from 215 pounds to 185. Hmm. So lost just 30 pounds, super skinny. Um, but it was much easier to pack on weight, yeah. pack the weight back on versus lose the fat and pack the weight back on. So, and what I'm hearing you saying too, is that it's really all about your discipline. So you saw something sure. that you're like, I'm not going to go that For down sure. that road, but with that discipline and proper training, um, did you say nine months? That was your rehab? That's yeah, a long time. Yeah, and actually that was pretty quick. Um, generally, a torn labrum in your shoulder and your throwing arm is going to take you, you know, a year plus or minus to from the time you have surgery to the time you're cleared. Um, my shoulder honestly probably didn't feel good until two years after. Mm. I was just pushing it. I just wanted to get back. Um, I just wanted to be able to make, you know, a somewhat strong and accurate throw. I don't care if it hurt a little bit. I just want to get back to playing. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. Um, but it's good. You you made that work for you as well. Um, when you were playing pro baseball, did you change your diet and train differently in the off season than during the season? That's such a good question. Thank you. Gosh. <laughs> um, so in the off season, I felt like it was a lot easier to get like high quality foods, right? I could you know, thankfully there's mother's markets all over the place in Southern California. So throughout my training day, I can just go there, load up on, you know, um, healthy juices or protein shakes or protein bars or grab a banana or just kind of get everything I needed for the day and then head out to the training day. Whereas during the season, you don't have that stuff readily available. You could be in the middle of nowhere Mm. and closest thing is a gas station 
and it's just terrible, right? That's a podcast in and of itself. Seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, what do you get in the middle of nowhere yeah. at Circle K or something? That's healthy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Snickers bar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, and then from a, from a training perspective, um, in the off season, it was more about building, getting stronger, getting faster, um, more focused on, like, developing your skills, which you can do during the season, but you have more time during the off season to do that. And then, you know, during the season, it's more about like maintenance. Mm. Like I wasn't trying to get stronger or faster or any of that stuff. I was just trying to maintain. And, and, and really, I was just trying to not feel sore or hurt, right? Because it's, you I mean, you're literally playing every day. All the time. You know, yeah. people see the 7, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. game and they're like, oh, baseball is so easy. You play every day. But it's like, no, uh-huh. I had 10 a.m. weights. You know, we had a bus through the middle of the night, I got in at 6 a.m. Hmm. and I slept on the ground on the bus, So and, that's which the, means I didn't really sleep. Right. So now I'm say. not recovering, you know, wake up in the middle of the morning, get into the hotel room, sleep for a little bit, and then gym. So it's just like, for me, it was really just trying to maintain um, my strength and not get injured. And that's uh, so key. So um, your book will probably be coming out one day, right? Maybe, I'm like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I need one. Right, <laughs> the roadmap. Um, this is great information, and especially for the young athletes today. But right now we have to take a quick break. More in a minute. Don't go away. We will be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market podcast. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with former pro baseball player and personal trainer Jordan Tripp. And we're talking about exercise and diet and through each phase of life as you were working with the kids. And um, quickly, when we were just talking, I was asking you about your parents. Were mm-hmm. they athletes, and did they help you with your nutrition? Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, you know, my, my dad played football. Um, he was O-line and D-line, and, uh, you know, he had some opportunities in college, and, uh, you know, some things in life uh, didn't allow him to, to do that. But, you know, both my parents were, were definitely very athletic um, growing up. And, you know, one thing I think my parents did a really good job of um, – you know, just in addition to raising me as a, as a young man. Right. But, but pushing me as an athlete, um, you know, not, not like yelling at me, but encouraging me to work hard at practice, you know, do better in games, uh, work hard, 
um, they didn't let me make excuses. You know, if there was times that I wasn't feeling practice or I wasn't doing that or, you know, we just things right. going on, you're right? Being if a kid, I, right? Being a kid. Yeah. There's like, Hey, no, stay focused. You know, you're not, you're not missing practice today. You're not, you're not doing that. So I think, you know, my parents, you know, I love them both so much. Um, and they've done so many great things for me just throughout my entire life. But in terms of sports, they, they really helped me in, in so many ways. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Good. Um, so you're obviously a fit guy and I, I just want to know what you eat on a normal day and how much exercise you get weekly. Yeah. So weekly, I, I try to work out around five to six days a week and I've, I've cut my workouts down to, you know, anywhere from 45 to 60 minutes of just intense training, focused training, you know, put the phone away and just get to work. Um, in terms of eating, gosh, I eat a lot. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't brag. <laughs> I, need, I need to eat a lot. It's so crazy. Um, you know, I, my biggest thing with my diet is, um, getting a healthy balance of carbs, protein, and, and fats. Um, I love fish. Mm. I, I think getting uh, a healthy dose of omega threes is important. Most people are deficient in it. Um, you know, in addition, consuming chicken and eggs, you know, those have omega six in it, which can lead to some inflammation. You know, again, that's like a whole nother podcast, right? right. But, but, um, so I, I just eat a wide variety of stuff. You know, I love, I love like almond butters. I love avocado. I love getting my healthy fats from there. Um, you know, mixing in, like I said, the wild salmon, free range chicken, free range, uh, eggs, and then sweet potatoes. I'm, I'm big on sweet oh, potatoes yeah. and like roasted veggies. And it's funny as a kid, I wasn't, you right. know, I was never big on that. Um, but now, you know, it can just throw in mush, uh, mushrooms, broccoli, cauliflower into a pan, roast it up and, and I'm good to go. So, you know, and it's funny because now they hide all those veggies, you know, mm-hmm. with the, just Especially the sweet potatoes you mentioned, you yep. know, there's just different recipes for that. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, just because not everybody can see what you look like, how tall are you? I'm six, four yeah, and I'm, I'm about 200 pounds. Oh my, okay. Yeah. Perfect. I was going to say, so a diet for you and your fit, uh, and diet for me is totally different. I'm absolutely. only five one. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so when you say you eat a lot, are they small meals all throughout the day or are they big? Like, tell me a little bit about what that looks like. I generally have two to three big meals a day, depending on my schedule. And then I'll snack throughout the day. So fortunately I'm close to mother's market, so I can just go right in there and I swoop up some overnight oats or some protein bars or protein shakes. And I just make sure that I pack that with me or, or if I, you know, if I'm know I'm going to be near a grocery store, I kind of plan that into my day because I know how important, you know, a diet is for me and what it does for my body. I'm always on the go, whether I'm you know, training athletes, or I have real estate deals that I'm working on. Um, I'm always moving. And if I don't have good food in me, I just, I don't function as well um, as I can. You get hangry. I do. I get very (laughs) hangry and I get hangry quickly. Yeah. You know, I'm like, gosh, it's only been an hour. What's Uh going on here? And I'm like, oh yeah, I had an intense workout. So my body is starving. So. I have to teach my son to, there is a store right here. You know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, exa- right? exactly. Um, so as we age, um, how should our diets and physical fitness levels change as we get older? Well, you know, I, I think, I think that depends on, on the individual and, and their goals, but I just think it's important to, to stay active and avoid processed foods. You know, people don't realize how much damage those really, you know, those, those foods really do to your body. Um, you know, whenever I'm, I'm talking with any clients or or athletes, I, you know, just reinforce using foods as the ingredients versus like 
buying packaged foods that have a huge ingredient list with ingredients you can't even pronounce. Mm. So I think, you know, it's again, it's important to stay active and, and whatever that is, it could be, you know, you could be 60 years old and that, you know, active for you may mean a light jog and a walk after, or it could mean swimming. It could mean, mm. um, you know, playing golf or playing a sport with your grandson, you know, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of different things that, that you can do as you get older just to stay to stay active. I like that. You have the family time in there, too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have a beautiful seven-year-old daughter, and, um, you know, any any chance I get to, uh, to do something fun with her outdoors, I take advantage of it. Oh, that's great. Uh, so when you're training, and we talked a little bit about this, um, but you're training older clients and you're training the young ones. But say for your older clients over 50, um, how do you adjust their workouts compared to younger clients? You talked a little bit about golf and right. jogging and walking, but, um, you know, like, tell me a little bit, little, what does weight training look like for some Right, golfers? right. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Well, so for me, at least some of the, the clients that I train, instead of incorporating some type of difficult Olympic lift, right, maybe like a front squat or a back squat or a deadlift or a power clean, something like that where generally my younger clients can – uh, execute flawlessly in terms of, you know, technically and then moving around the weight well, um, I'll sub out dumbbell work for that with those clients. Or, um, you know, instead of instead of doing a, you know, front squat here, I'll have them hold a dumbbell or maybe they're doing reverse lunges with dumbbells at the side, something like that, something where they're still getting their work in uh, without putting their body at risk for injury. Because, you know, as you get older, it's, you know, slow down a little bit, right? You can't right. move as well. Uh, maybe your joints are a little achy, maybe you're a little sore, maybe you don't have as much flexibility and mobility to even execute some of the movements that you could when you're younger. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just modify, you know, I'm all about, um, um, preventing injury. Yeah. And, uh, but and, and would, achieving goals and achieving goals, which I think is really great. Obviously you're setting those right in the beginning. Um, how about your, the core, our core? Yes. Core, core balance? strength, core strength is huge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do core a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like your staple, right? Everything moves from there. Right. So it, it's important to have, have a strong core stabilized. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a six pack or an eight pack, but, uh, you know, you definitely need a strong core. Yeah. Uh, so are there specific workout programs that you are, that you endorse? So me personally, I love, I still love my Olympic lifts, right? I love like, I love deadlifts. I love power cleans, um, even front squats, probably more so than back squats. I love that. I love that little added core work that front squats give me. Um, but then I also love hit training. I love, um, you know, doing some type of circuit, whether it's, you know, I got to do, I have to do 10 power cleans at a lighter weight. And then right after I got to get into pull-ups and then right after I got to do a sprint, you know, I love, I love movements like that. Um, I guess, I guess I don't endorse a particular style for my clients just cause again, everyone's so different, right. And everyone has different needs. Um, but, but, you know, I think a combination of, of all of them, you know, can work for anyone. So, pardon me, there are, um, you kind of answered that a little bit about certain diet or, um, oh, well, I'll get to that in a second. But working out, um, dancing for women or boxing or anything, like, do you 
yeah. incorporate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You dance? Uh, <laughs> I have, I have danced. I, uh, I went on this show on Fox called Flirty Dancing. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I'm sure Wait, my, I'm sure my buddy over there <laughs> threw that this out. Things That's that we great. didn't know about Jordan Tripp. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was did, that experience like? <laughs> that was crazy. You know, what's funny is I was, my arches and my calves were so sore. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. My no, that, wait, I just have to say something. Yeah. I went to school a long time ago. I went to performing arts school thinking I was going to be on Broadway. So th- oh, that never it. happened. Right. But my daughter now, cause she's an athlete. I, so I danced, I was on toe and all of this. And she's yep. like, you're not an athlete. You don't know. But now I want you to say it. Cause I'm going to play this back for her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are an athlete. If you're a dancer, it's crazy. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like exhausted after the practice, after the practice day. So my, my choreographer was Sharna Burgess who was on Dancing with the Stars, and she was so great. Yeah. Uh, the host was Jenna Dewan, who's oh, wow. amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, sore, just, like, different body parts. You know that what I mean? That you didn't like, even know you yeah, had. Yeah, even, like, part of, like, my glute was sore. I'm like, gosh, what is that from? I'm like, oh, my, you know, my arch is sore, calves sore. It was, it was a super fun experience. But, yes, I have a new level of respect for dancers because it is, because it it's a real thing, a right? Workout. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. I can't wait. We got to find out what time we said this. So, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now going back to what we were talking a little bit about, certain type of workouts for clients. What about certain type of diets for clients? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question, and it's a tough question because there are so many different diets that work for one but may also not work for another because of like allergy restrictions or maybe someone wants to be vegan or gluten-free or maybe they don't eat meat or something like that Mm -hmm. so I think what what really is best is just finding what works for you finding the right ratio and mean in terms of um how many carbs grams of carbs protein or fats you're taking in and then controlling your calories right like you mentioned earlier you know, I'm 6'4", 200 pounds, and I work out however however long each day, right. I'm going to require a different calorie intake than, let's say, for example, you are. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's most important, right, is just kind of understanding, like, your body, um, your needs, and, and playing with your calories. I mean, I, I still even do that to this day. You know, sometimes um, I'll, have, I'll have a tough workout day, and I'll think – I ate enough because it's usually what I eat, right? And then I'll find that I'm still hungry. Mm-hmm. So I just I just go eat. I'll go eat again. You know, and I'm like, gosh, I really... That must be a nice problem. I'm like, man, I ate a lot. Like, what's going on here? That actually happened like two days ago. But that's good, though, because you're listening to what your body is Lis- telling yeah, you. Yeah, listen you know? to your body, right? Yeah. And just and just make adjustments as you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done that so many times. I preach that to my athletes. It's like, hey, you know, you're... You, you need to find like what works for you and go that route. What works for you may not work for me. But let me ask you this too. When you've, I mean, obviously you've been working out for such a long period of time, but do you feel like when you work out more, you crave healthier foods? I do. And I also feel like I kind of just got into a routine and, and I'm just super disciplined and I, and I, and I feel so good when I eat healthy, mm-hmm. you know, that I just, when I don't eat healthy or I eat something that maybe isn't the greatest for me, I feel it. You feel it right my, away, my, huh? my stomach feels it. I don't feel as like energized. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I try to stay super disciplined and, and focus on just eating quality foods. You know, it's not like I deprive myself of, of anything. I mean, other than, uh, like some crazy ice creams and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, but I, I still will, you know, enjoy some of those things. I think one thing that I really like 
that's kind of a dessert. It's from Mother's Market. It's called like a their apple pie or apple fritter thing or mm. something like that. It's got like dates, almonds, coconuts, cashews, like Ooh. cranberries, and it's like a little square dessert thing, almost like a brownie. Wow. So yeah, so and that gonna, will, I'll have you, that, right. Versus, yeah. versus like having, you know, a, a cupcake <laughs> from somewhere else or yeah, Dunkin' Donuts or something. Yeah. Right. So, Cause I just know my body, I just would not feel well after eating that. And you know, you're not getting any quality nutrients from it. So it's like, it's just not aligned with my goals. Right. And right? that's so, I think you, in the very beginning you said that, you know, it's really about your goals, where you want to go yeah. and then getting there and yeah, discipline. Course. Yeah. And you know, again, like my goals are probably different from someone else's. And if they want to, if they want to have that, like totally fine. So rumor has it, you're a grazer eating a little healthy <laughs> snacks all the day. You've been talking about those snacks. So, yep. um, can you name a couple of the other snacks that you really enjoy? I think you said bananas, but like what yeah. else? Is- yeah. So, you know, I, I'll grab a couple of the snacks that I really like, um, just to kind of help fuel me throughout the day. Um, I'll grab like coconut water, um, and, and I have a bunch of different brands just as long, just look at the ingredient list on the back though, because some of them add sugar okay. and stuff like that. So okay. just make sure you read the back ingredients should just say coconut water. Um, I'll have, I like go macro bars. Mm. Yeah. Those are great. Perfect bars. Um, toasty bars, I'm trying to think of all the ones that I eat. There's another one that's called like organic pro. I think it's just called organic protein bar. Um, and you can, I've only found that one at mother's market. That's for sure. Because every time I go there, I always get it. Oh, actually I got one in the bag behind me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take um, a picture. How yeah. About that? yeah. <laughs> so, we know um, so, you know, that those are kind of the snacks that, that I, eat, you know, and then just picking up little protein shakes or, or if I'm close enough, I'll go buy a pressed juicery and go grab one of those. But mm. now that they even sell those at mother's market. So now I can just knock everything out there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so great. Um, you know, I, I don't know. What about like uh, peanut butter and celery, but yeah. almond butter, maybe yes. not peanut butter. Yeah. So I do, I do almond butter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do almond butter and apples, almond butter and oh, banana. Yeah. And actually I've done that before. I used to keep like a little, uh, almond thing in my car and just like scoop it on sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, what else do I do with that? Yeah. I love almond butter. I'm yeah. big, I'm big on that as a snack, get some protein and some fats in. And then like you said, just throw it on some fruit. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Are you ever too old to work out? I don't think so. You know, again, like kind of like we talked about earlier where I think you can just modify your workout, you know, where it's like if you're younger, um, maybe you're doing more gym training, maybe you're doing more Olympic lifts, or if you're getting older, maybe you are cutting down on those Olympic lifts, but you're still in the gym. You're still active, right? Mm -hmm. Or even older than that, maybe getting into your 60s or 70s your workout now may be just a light jog and and a walk or walking on the sand right where it's a little more difficult or even just like jogging on the sand is just even more difficult than obviously right running on the street or swimming or tennis I mean there's so many different things that you can do I just think it's important to to stay active to stay healthy and stay out there that's great well this has been great and very informational thank you so much for your time and uh, some great advice today So uh, in the meantime, we look forward to having you on again. You can get more information on Jordan, and the website is, what is your website? www.jordantrip.com. T-R-I-P-P. Yep, P-P, you got it. So we look forward to our next visit. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mothers recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.